and you're listening to episode 104 of the Irish Photography Podcast, where we have a very special guest indeed today. Hang on and let's tune in. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. Hello and you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. And as we said in the intro, we have a very special guest today. But as always, I'm joined by my co-host, my good old buddy and our pal from Cork, Darren Spoonie. How are you keeping my friend? Wonderful, wonderful. Excited for this evening now, Dermot, to be honest with you. You know, I think it'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, it's been a while, actually, since we've had a guest on as well. So, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to our special guest this evening. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm absolutely melted alive, Darren. I, 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 I have to say now, normally the hotter the better for me, but I've been so busy the last few days and working with the van, I'm sweating like a pig in a playground. Pig in a playground? I said the wrong thing there anyway, that's for sure. But yeah, let's jump over to our special guest. And yes, it is the very special man himself from Iceland, Thorian Johnson. How are you keeping, my buddy? All good, all good. Thanks for having me Good on. Stuff. Excellent stuff. So we're delighted to have you here in the Irish Photography Podcast. And truth be known, I am a big fan of your work, especially your time lapses. It's something that I aspire to kind of get as good as you and Michael Shamelum and all Ali kind of cool dudes. So yeah, bit of a fanboy here. You know? <laughs> well, thanks, thanks. Uh, I'm not going to say that I get anywhere near Michael, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed making timelapses. I've been doing it for uh, probably five, six, seven years. Mm. Yeah, I only just started, you see, back in November. So, and it's funny enough, I started really uh, in your no, it wasn't Iceland. I was going to say your country. It was Norway. <laughs> it was Norway when I really kind of got into the whole time-lapse kind of thing. I was up in the Lofoten Islands. So, yeah, that's when it really kind of, I got bitten by the bug, you know. But, uh, yeah, look, we'll push that to the side for now. And uh, why don't we jump into the interview? Because I know all our listeners here, you have a big following here in Ireland. They all want to know more about Tor. So, look, for those who don't know who Tor is, like, who is Tor? <laughs> well, uh, just an ordinary guy, to be honest. Uh, nothing special. So we can just cut this interview short. <laughs> no. Um, um, well, uh, what should I say? I'm, I'm uh, married, father of two that I know of. Um, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I studied carpentry. Before that, I did a. Um, I was a fisherman, so I've been around. And uh, I jumped into like jumped into this photography business uh, a few years back, and uh, yeah, my hobbies basically just outside, being outside is kind of like what I love to do, fishing and hiking and stuff like that. Excellent! I love so, your haircut, by the way. It's very, very modern. It's very uh, uh, yeah, you know, contemporary at the same time. It's just very aerodynamic, really. You know. Yeah, not by choice, but uh, you know, it's it's convenient. <laughs> Thor, you mentioned there in regards to, you know, you did a couple of things, your carpentry and fishermen and such like that. So how did the camera get into your hand? Did you play around with it when you were a kid? Did it something when you were a teenager? Did it come in your adult life or was there a passion that fueled it or was it something else that you thought? 
little bit of, of everything, I would say. Uh, but the fun fact is that I, I clearly remember when I fell in love with photography, uh, for sure. Um, I was probably about 10 years old and I was uh, I was in the Boy Scouts, like many boys are, obviously. <laughs> and uh, our leader took us to a lava tube. Uh, I grew up okay. in, in Snæfellsnes Peninsula. Many of you know uh, about Kirkjafell Mountain, the most photographed mountain in the world. Yeah. Yes. In, oh, in, in Iceland. Does, yeah. <laughs> uh, I grew up on that peninsula. So, wow. So, yeah, he took, took us down into this lava tube, uh, lava cave. At that time, I don't want to age myself, but at that time, <laughs> it was a lot colder. <laughs> <laughs> and, and soon as you soon as we entered the lava tube if i remember it correctly it's been on my plan to revisit it just to fact check everything but uh if i remember it correctly it was about 400 meters deep uh, and it's not wow. known to to general public i know where it is people don't know normally where it is uh, but at that time so i stick to the story <laughs> as soon as we got got in the the floor was solid ice and uh, we would basically ice skating in the lava tube and uh, the lava tube also had like these icicles frozen from bottom to top or top to bottom wow and uh, uh, this boy scout leader he 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 had passion for for photography and he asked my me my best pal to stand on one side of the icicle and he shot an image of us he had a flash gun and i had no idea how he did it but he had a flash gun and asked us then to move on the other side of the icicle and he flashed again and then he printed out the image and and, and i was basically stunned how possibly we could we be on two places on the same photograph so that's kind of <laughs> that that got me curious and uh then yeah asked my parents for camera and stuff like that and just basically grew from there until i would say I was in camera clubs developing films and stuff like that when I was a teenager. And then I took a short break from this whole thing. I had I was mm -hmm. busy getting drunk and chasing girls. As nice. you do. <laughs> yeah. And then uh and then I picked it up again when my kids were born, about two thousand I would say I probably bought my first digital camera two thousand four, five. Mm -hmm. And then um it's just like a heroin. I was just <laughs> I was hooked. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Now you said you were curious about photography, and me, I'm curious about what camera gear you use. Everyone is laughing right now. I do understand that, but we want to know what camera does Tor use? What's your your go-to camera and uh, lens? Yeah, yeah, lens. Yeah. I, I'm I'm married to Canon. Yes, yes <laughs> good man. Um, yeah, I've been on a verge to switch for a while, um, but. Now I'm getting excited again when they're going to release the new camera. Yeah, the R5. Yeah, I'm shooting with a 5D Mark IV and 5D Mark III. I haven't seen an, an I, I haven't seen any reason to switch uh, by, for example, the what is it called? ESR. ESR. No, I didn't. I yeah. didn't want to buy that one because it okay. basically had the same sensor as the 5D Mark IV, so I didn't see any any reason to buy it. But uh, like I said, I'm excited now, and I have quite a lot of glass lenses as well. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite lens? Or? Mm. If you if you looked at my work, uh, you can probably see like I shoot most most of the time very wide. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, I bought a few months ago, I bought a 100 to 400 just to switch things around a little bit. I like to challenge myself, shoot a little bit more mm -hmm. abstract and more details. So yeah, that's uh, like, I have from 12 to 400 in my arsenal. That's class. Well, yeah. class. 12. What's the, is it a 12 prime? No, that's... Uh, is there a 12 prime? The 12 prime, yeah. Uh, Laova, I think it's called. It's a manual lens. Wow. Oh, yeah, I know it, yeah. 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 And would you use that lens for Astro? No, I use Sigma 14, 1.8 for Astro. That's mm. a class lens. That's a I really, really good lens. lens. Yeah. 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 I have a 12 to 24 as well, but I, it's an F4, so I don't use it for Astro at all. But at times, to be honest, it's actually too wide. <laughs> but it's unbelievable. I mean, such a sexy lens. Yeah. Isn't it, Darren? It is, it is. And you know what? I mean, it's interesting now you say about the Sigma lenses because Dermot is a fanboy of Sigma. Um, you know, we'll get to the point later on we talk about gear, but we're talking about it right now, which is obviously why he asked the question because he is the certified king of gas. And I'm sure, Tor, you know what gas actually is. So but the sounds of it, I think you suffer from it yourself. So maybe we'll be getting more of that as we, we talk on here, I think, will we? Yeah. Well, so I, yeah. I, 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 I lost the track a little bit. No, no, yeah, you were thinking about shiny things there. It was obviously clear you lost the track of mind thinking about what, uh, what lens you're <laughs> going to get next. But um, let, let me ask you. Yeah. So most people, when they pick up a camera and they learn photography, they might learn it in college or they might learn it in school or they might learn it on the Internet. And then if from mm -hmm. a landscape point of view, you start by going somewhere close to home or you might go on holidays and you think, OK, I like this spot. I like this photograph. Or then when you're getting proficient with your camera and you want to learn more, you go explore the local areas. For you, I think that would be completely different because you're exploring the areas that people travel all over the world to go photograph. Now, okay, granted, we're very similar here in Ireland, but by any way, shape or form, not as much well known as the areas in Iceland. So you mentioned there in regards to where you grew up and you have the most iconic pointed mountain that people take photographs of now. But what was it like learning photography and learning landscape photography in some of the most iconic areas in the world? Well, enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I often joke about it. it's very hard to walk away with a bad photograph in Iceland. It's like in many other places and that's kind of like the perks of be doing what I do for a living is that I, I tend to only visit beautiful, very photogenic locations. Mm -hmm. And uh, Iceland is no exceptions, obviously, as, as, as you were saying. Um, it's one of the like it, the diversity here is just so great. Yes. And um, what was like, I, I kind of like, I can't put a finger on it, but, um, you know, it's just very enjoyable. And like, there are so many good locations still to be found here. And, uh, and uh, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> if, if you're shooting, for example, there in Kirkufell, right, you mm -hmm. know that place is beautiful. You can see it. You can see it is absolutely stunning. Okay, mm -hmm. everybody rocks up. There's a pathway to the most photographed areas let's just say but when you were learning photography now I don't want to age you again as you said from the early part but was there lots of people there when you were learning in these things or was it had it kicked off at that point definitely or were you on your own yeah you know it was it was quite quite a lot quieter to begin with to be honest yeah for sure uh, and yeah then the the tourism 
kind of kicked off after 2010. Is yes. it, it, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like there was no tourists before, but uh, there were definitely a lot less people here. Yes, those iconic locations nowadays. I you know like most people who have been shooting this iconic location over and over and over again. Uh, I always strive to find a different angle and different different take on it. But when I was mm -hmm. learning it, like I was kind of like I was very excited, obviously, to see the outcome and. Um, Obviously, copying other people's compositions and 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 uh, copying other people's style and stuff like that. But uh, then you know you just go from there and you grow from there. Cool, cool. So like, I watch a lot of TV programs. I love uh, like Game of Thrones, uh, Paul Dark, all these kind of fantasy <clears> kind <throat> of back in the old days kind of TV series. But one program which is on top of my list is a program called Vikings. So Floki is a character in Vikings and he brings his flock to Iceland and in the program you can see some of the iconic kind of spots and I was able to name them. I, I probably, probably probably won't pronounce them right so I'm not going not to say any names <laughs> but I was able to name the spots that are in the TV series and I was like that's so class. But Skogafoss, Waterfall. Yeah. So that was actually in it. And, you know, Floki sees the face in the waterfall. And I was like, oh, my God, it, it just looks unbelievable. But what I want to know is, do you have a favorite spot that you just love to shoot in in Iceland? And it just captivates you every time. It's just got a special place in your heart. Yes and no. <laughs> I absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing a hardball here. Um, I, I absolutely... Uh, love hiking in the highlands um because if you do that you can get to uh, like a various different viewpoints and stuff like that but if you want me to name a location that is well known and uh, i would have to say probably glacier lagoon in that area because it's basically ever changing it's never the same you can be there for three four five six six days and yes the subject is the same but the conditions are never the same the uh Okay. The ice is never the same and, you know, ice caves and stuff like that. So it's very similar to kind of seascape photography. Darren is always kind of talking about the same. It Every shot is different. No two shots are the same. So I, I reckon it's more or less the same with the, in those caves. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, I have to agree with that. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, it's like I, we mentioned earlier on, you know, so before 2010, you go take photographs and there was people there but not lots of people there and then you get more and more people coming there and now you see a lot of from the social media point of view people go to Iceland to get the Instagram shot that they're looking for or the one that they've seen or the one they've seen their their hero for argument's sake post an image that they were there and they wanted to recapture the same photograph mm. now you mentioned a second ago there about you know picking an area that you know it is well known in regards to Glacier Lagoon and then, okay, you've got Diamond Beach or Ice Beach not far away from that. And again, that gives you a different photograph every single time. But you get a lot, a lot of people that are there. And there's a huge amount of people for right reason, because it's beautiful. But let me ask you, are there locations still that haven't been found? Like you alluded to one a moment ago there about the lava cave, right? So not many people would know in regards to that. But I'm sure that there's still what, 60% of Iceland still to be explored? I mean, there's, there's, it's a beautiful country. There's a lot to be seen there, but people are all going to the honeypot locations. So would that be a good assumption or are yeah. I off on that percentage? No, 100% on. 100% um, on. And, and, and 
on that subject you were mentioning, Darren, is uh, about loads and loads of people. I have to disagree with you. Okay. Because uh, basically, I think I think last year we had about two million visitors. Wow. Um, okay. That's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah. how about if I tell you that uh, like Jameson distilleries have two million visitors in a lot smaller place? <laughs> <laughs> that's true too yeah that's um, true too and i often get that as well when people are coming on to my workshops and stuff like that and they ask me beforehand via email uh, about like are there gonna be a lot of people and, and and like are they gonna be in your way the thing is i kind of have uh, have the good way about trying to line up my tours so we are not on the same track as the bus yes buses but yes. again, uh, if you think about it, you do a lot of seascapes, Darren, and yes. there are not many people in front of you, are they? They they no. would be in serious trouble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically the same here, you know. It's a yeah. lot of seascapes to be had, and like on the ice beats, for example, um, I've seen some ridiculous things going on there. But um, most of the time, <laughs> there are not a lot of people in front of your camera. That happens mm -hmm. obviously around these famous waterfalls, but. Um, you know other than that you okay. know you can always find good spots to shoot from you mentioned in regards to the highlands right yeah and i think i've seen a limited amount of things online in regards to the highlands but even looking at it it looks as if you could get actually lost there and come back <laughs> yeah. with something that nobody would even know you where you were in there to take that photograph it looks so vast yeah, how big it, is it the highlands how big is it um i'm not sure i i think the center of Iceland is the uh, like, I can't, might be wrong on this, but uh, I, th sure. I think it's it's the uh, biggest inhabited area in all of Europe. Wow, uh, it is quite big. I may be wrong, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's, it, it's you know, like you said, you can you can wander there for yeah. days, and 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 obviously, around the biggest tourist attractions such as Landmannlaugar and and uh, the other many other locations you, yes you're going to meet a lot of people but um you know it's it's always going to be people everywhere no matter yeah yeah like, for sure on this on, on on the same concept we were discussing earlier about a lot of people and people being afraid of uh, places being overrun by tourists these are the same people are co complaining about people in iceland but they go to venice uh -huh. you know uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> where, uh -huh. like everybody's shoulder to shoulder there but it's, you know, it, that just reminds me of something and people that complain about traffic and you just say, hang on a second, don't complain about the traffic. You are the traffic. Exactly. You know, so it's the same thing, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So what we're going to do here, guys, we're going to take yeah. a, a very, very quick break here, okay? And we'll be right back after this. Do you want to take your photography up a level? Do you want to hit that shutter from 100 feet away? Or perhaps you'd like to take your images remotely? With a built-in motion, light and sound sensor, you can capture unique shots and incredible time lapses. The Capture Pro from Hanel has got all that covered and more. Visit hanel.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. And, you know, Thor, we were mentioning earlier in regards to the different locations that you've gone and take photographs as you were learning your craft let's just say but then you've started as you mentioned earlier a professional aspect of your career in regards to photography which is workshops so tell us how did these uh, workshops start uh yeah so um 
everybody remembers the uh, bank crisis in 2007, eight, seven. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that time I was working uh, full time as a carpenter. And obviously the housing market and the building construction market just collapsed. Yes. Um, and I, I didn't get laid off, but um, uh, our working hours were cut like immediately and even down to maybe four hours a day and stuff like that. So it gave me a lot of wow. a lot of time to just practice and, and honing in my, on my skills. Um, at that time, uh, well, that was 2007 and then like things were took some time to get better here in Iceland and, and I was already starting to on the site doing um, just to do a general super deep tours weekends and, and, and evenings northern light tours for a company here and that kind of like sparkled my interest in, in like trying to make this turn this photography sure. interest and hobby into a business and um, I think I took the leap in 2014 when I founded my company um, very supportive wife who allowed me to spend all our savings in <laughs> investing in this very and, yeah absolutely yeah, been doing this since 2014 I would say full time excellent that, that that's fair class like and since 2014 obviously you must have seen such a big change coming out of that kind of crisis and now we could be heading into another crisis but have you seen such a drastic change in improvement and do you think it might go downwards again for another bit yeah definitely is like due to this coronavirus yeah it's definitely going to slow down a fair bit and i think in many cases we we like we kind of needed this mm -hmm. <laughs> partially just to just to um, get our compass and just get our bearings right just to see like what what should we have done better because honestly Everything was just going 100 miles an hour in Iceland, <laughs> yes. and and uh, and uh, me included. Um, so yeah, we kind of needed this in a while, and um, it's gonna change for sure. Uh, but just recently, to be honest, uh, obviously my 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 inbox hasn't pinged on me like like for for three months. But uh, just recently, mm -hmm. yeah. we announced we're going to open up the borders, and all of a sudden, my my emails are starting to flow in, and people are interested to come to Iceland, safest place to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that, that's a good uh, that's a good thing to sell it on, like you know. But it's like, no, that I I'm, I'm delighted to hear that now because I I I dread not having that kind of that ability to go to Iceland and being brought around by some of the best tour leaders like that, that'd be just a killer. Like, you know, so I'm delighted that you're managing to stay open and keep running your business. So yeah, kudos to you, buddy. Yeah, I thanks. hope it keeps going well for you. Yeah. Hope, hope we don't get a setback in this. Yeah. 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 yeah hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully not. And you know, speaking of setbacks, people go to Iceland uh, on workshops and lots and lots of people go there not on workshops and they go to areas and you know they might arrive with all of their best camera gear or somebody has bought a lot of camera gear just before they've gone on their tour in Iceland and you know it is a very I won't say uninhabitable place but that's not the word I'm looking for but it's 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 a tough area to be in in the cold it's not exactly you're going to be walking around in slippers let's just say you know you're going to be nice and warm and toasty but at the same point when people have their camera gear out and about they probably don't realize that, you know, the conditions that they're putting their camera out in are 
can be dangerous to their camera if they're not using the right tripod. So you get people, we spoke about it on the podcast a number of times in the past, is that somebody goes off and spends four or 5,000 euro and then they spend 50 euro on a tripod and they're putting all this weight up on something and all of a sudden it falls over. So it's always something that intrigued me and now I've got the right person on the other end to answer the question, Tor. So where do I need to go in Iceland to find all this gear that people have brought over and they put it up on these flimsy tripods and it fell over. Where do I need to go to find all this gear? Uh, <laughs> I know there are a fair bit of drones in the Glacier Lagoon. Okay. Uh, I know there obviously is a lot of camera gears in the ocean and also in yes. some of the in the gorges up in the highlands. So um, it's hard to get to, to be honest, unless you have really good climbing skills. Yes. Or swimming skills. Uh, Jeremy, you could bring your scuba gear. Yeah, I'm on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny you say the tar now, right? Because when I was listening to, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? And um, some of our listeners would listen to what's called the Master Photography Podcast. It was called the Improved Photography Podcast before. And one of the, the hosts or a member of the team or something, they were in Iceland and they were taking photographs. And their camera went into a gorge and they couldn't get it back or a river or something like that. And this is the last day of their photography tour. So all their photographs from the whole trip is on that camera uh, somewhere that they can, can cannot get it back. Damn. And they put it out over the airwaves. Look, we'll pay someone if they couldn't get it back, if you can do this or whatever. But apparently some scuba diver over in Iceland said, I'll try my hand and I'll try to get it back for you. Lo and behold, <laughs> a year and a half later, the scuba diver got the camera oh, really? and he sent it back to the people in America. Oh, no. The memory card still worked and it still had all of their images from the tour on it. Oh, How awesome is that's that? That's nice. That's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. The camera worked as well. That's I'm what? It must have been a candle. It must have been a candle. How'd you go in there for a second, though? Yeah, it was a GoPro, was it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen it all, all and um, I, I think if you can't talk about record, um, because, yeah, like you said, Darren, is that uh, people often come unprepared for the elements. Uh, mm -hmm. I would say Iceland in the summertime normally is quite pleasant, uh, but it can be vicious weather hiddenness as well. But um, I remember particularly, and if I can talk about record in losing gear, uh, I've seen <laughs> I've seen five cameras in one wave go washed offshore uh, and try wow. puts it. Uh, yeah. So five cameras on a day one in a seven day workshop. Oh, oh no way! Yes. It's and no true. spare. Uh, most of them have spares. Oh, okay, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. Where the, where was that? On in in Vic or on? Uh, yeah. In, <laughs> in yeah. Okay. Sounds uh, unforgiven, man. Five cameras. Oh Five my cameras God. in one go. Shit. It was on the first day, so you know what I mean. It could have been worse, as you say, if it was the last day. But at the same point, like you know, most people now will back up their 
uh, their photos at the end of each day, you know, so yeah. instead of leaving it on the card, like because it, exactly as you said there, but I'd hate that to happen to me. You know, you go all the way over there, and even on the first day, second day, third day, fourth, whatever day, whatever you're lose day. the camera. <laughs> you know, but like you're going to lose your images as well if you don't have those backed up in it as well. Well, so, they, yeah. they they didn't they unfortunately they didn't lose the cameras because they're like uh, they they didn't get washed off the shore into the ocean. Okay. They, they just it okay. just. The, the wave caught them. Took a dip. Yeah, it took a dip, and but they, none of them worked after that. But uh, yeah. I think Salt, they, salty water. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a nasty thing, you know. <laughs> um, but look, come here. You've worked with some of the best photographers in the world, in my opinion, in your in your country in workshops and all like that. Like, tell us a bit more about that, and you can name drop all you want here as well. <laughs> Make yourself even cooler than you really are. No. <laughs> <laughs> or uncooler. Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I've been very lucky with partners. Uh, uh, yeah, I, like all of them are quite very good. Like, and mo most of them are good friends of my mind by now. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've been very fortunate in, 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 in cooperators in the workshops. What do you want to know? That's awesome. <laughs> do you want to know something? No, dirty finger fuck. <laughs> Come on, t dish, dish us out some dirt and someone from the crack. Come on, no, you know you no, want to. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's brilliant. So, but like, we like we know you. You know Maz Peter Everson. Like he'd be a good buddy of ours. Like you know what? What's it like working with Maz? I haven't worked with Matt. Oh, touch no, your eyes. Why did I no, think that? No, no, I haven't. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I could have sworn you worked at Maze. No. Ah oh, well. No, no. Okay. I met him a few times. He's a nice guy, uh, very nice guy, and his channel is very informative. And uh, ba yeah, oh, yeah. basically, when I started scout for Fire Islands, I, I just based that whole trip on his videos. I found his videos uh, very, very informative for Lofoten. Yeah. Like when we went over there, like, no, I was with Bernard, so Bernard brought us around everywhere, which was great. But it was good to get an insight into the area before we even got there and you know looking out for things and not what not what not to do like you know so mm. saying don't go down here you're wasting your time be up here for this time you know so it, it's brilliant it's great having Maz's advice his videos are yeah. just absolutely class yeah. love it love it but if you think here right you know so Tara you've got the inside track I suppose because you grew up in the area and you know you've taken photos there from a number of years so if I'm somebody who wants to go to Iceland and I want to get that shot. I mean, I am... Hire me. Hire me. Ex exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that's exactly the point. Because wh who else would I want to go and ask, let's just say, that I would say, all right, you know what? I may have to explain to them what I want to try and do. But you are able to get people to where they need to be in the right time and the right type of light for what they want. So you're taking away all the unknowns. So if anybody from the names, as you said, that are out there that hadn't gone and worked with Tor they'd have been spinning wheels and probably gone around 30, 40 miles the wrong way at the wrong time. Would you agree with that? Um, I think people underestimate uh, distances here. Yeah, I, I've, like, I've, I've, like I said, I've heard it all. Um, I don't want to put anyone down or anything like that, but I heard about once a workshop that was supposed to be a ring road workshop in December. Okay. It was supposed to take five, six days, which is quite a short time for a ring road trip, especially given uh -huh. in December when you have about five, six hour daylight. 
<laughs> I heard this workshop made it to yeah. as far as Glacier Lagoon, so approximately one third of the island instead of the whole ring road. So, you know, do your do your homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 And, you know, like now you think in regards to people going over there and you say in workshops in December and now we're coming into the, 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 the summer period of time. It's mm. normally quieter in Iceland in the summer anyway. Yeah. No, from no, a tourist no, no, point of view, no, 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 for, no photography far, far. tourist. Sorry, photography tourist. Um, no, I wouldn't ah, say okay. so. No, 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 no. But uh, for example, what I do in the summertime, I reverse the hours. Uh, yes, and I, and again, very two important things from that: uh, much better light, obviously, because yes, we, the the golden hour and all that is happening around midnight. Yes, uh, and and uh, then you have all these locations, the big locations to yourself. Just, uh, you know, all the regular tourists are sleeping. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. that's true, too. In, in the midnight sun, actually, they're all not there, which is perfect. Yeah, but yeah. now, now, since we're kind of coming out the other side of this whole Corona and COVID-19, what's it been like in Iceland without any of the amount of people that normally would be coming from a tourism point of view? Obviously, eerily quiet and hard on your bank balance, let's just say, take that one away. But just <laughs> from, a, from a, a feeling point of view, it's kind of as if it's, you know, is it eerie? Is it as if it's a silence that there's normally a buzz going on when uh, during the whole Corona point of view? Uh, so I have to make, uh, I have to admit that I haven't been a lot out, honestly, surprisingly. Okay. Uh, uh, in, I've only been out a few times to shoot. Um, uh, it, this whole situation kind of got to me uh, like uh, first week of March, just everything was cancelled and yeah. uh, I had like I'm a one-man company one-man band and yes. uh, I was just busy like for two or three weeks rescheduling cancelling hotels and and just in touch oh, with people yeah. and stuff like that so that took up a lot of job and uh, honestly uh, it just got to me and I didn't I wasn't motivated to go out to photograph I was just too worried about everything and and, and now that we're seeing hopefully we're past this situation and things are looking up yes uh, and uh, i'm really looking forward to going back on the road and just traveling in general just camping and hiking and stuff like that cool yeah, it's good it's good for the soul to be able to get out there as well you know because it does feed you if you if you're if you say if, if the camera is like heroin and you can addict it to it <laughs> the landscape is what actually feeds that and i think that's the biggest thing you know yeah, and I, I didn't feel any pressure to go and photograph these locations without any people because I've already done that many, many times. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, come here, Tart. There's something that is itching me here, and I'm mad to get to this topic on the podcast. And it's all about your time lapses because, like I said, we're bitten by a bad bug, a freaking <laughs> bad bug now with this time lapse stuff. Like, I don't even want to go out and take photographs anymore. I want to go out and just shoot time lapses. So what I want to know is, what's your process with time lapses? Like, uh, what camera you use for it? Do you have a slider? Do you like using a slider? And just tell me more about your time lapses and for the listeners and how you work them. Uh, time lapses are. Um, I have a slider, an old slider that I kind of thinking about selling after I saw. Uh, I've been looking into those uh, Rhino sliders and dynamic perception. Yep, uh, that's something that I really want to invest in because uh, my old slider is, is not very um, 
technical, if you can say so. It's very manual. Um, and here's the thing. If you've seen some of my Northern Lights time-lapses, the thing is, I often shoot the time-lapses when I'm teaching. So once we get set up, ob yeah. obviously I'm there for the people to teach the people on the workshop. So what I often do is that my, while everybody is setting up the camera and fiddling with the tripod in the dark, like a blind, <laughs> blind people that couldn't find things, <laughs> like they can't find anything and, and dropping shit and stuff like that. Uh, I set up my camera, I've scout out a composition, I set up my camera and just put a time-lapse on. And then I go and I, I just concentrate on teaching. And yes. that, therefore I don't miss the show, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm shooting yeah, at the same actually, time. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea because uh, like your, your workshop people, they're getting the most out of the situation. That's what, they're get, that's what they came for and that's what they're getting. But at the same time, you're still getting your time lapse done and you don't have to worry about it in any way, shape or form. So that's pretty class. Yeah, not, not even if I'm, I'm planning to shoot a time lapse per se, but just I, I get the uh, like I get the images as well, obviously. Mm. So how I go to process it, uh, I use uh, After Effects and Premiere. Cool. That's basically what I do, how, how, how I process my time lapses and obviously I I added my images in 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 in, in Lightroom yeah. or, or Photoshop, and then I throw it into After Effects. Yeah. So you're going you're, you're going to get a Rhino slider. So basically, so you, maybe you are the new king of gas, Tor. You know, because like Dermot, as I said to you from the outset, if it's shiny, he has to have it. So <laughs> like for, we're not doing any video for this one, but at this point in time, Dermot is bringing over his big shiny new. Um, Where's the freaking sun, man? You know? It is quite <laughs> sexy, I have to say. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it's bigger than me. Like, oh, yeah, lovely. So look, we we we'll let you know what we'll do. We'll take a final break here. Okay, we'll come back to the final part of the show where we can talk about a, to a topic. We might need about twenty five minutes about it, which is gear. So we'll have a couple of questions. Oh, for you yeah. after, after this break. So we'll be right back. Boom. Canon, Nikon, Sony, all great batteries, but at a great cost. Extreme batteries from Hill are affordable and have increased ultra high capacity extra durability in stream conditions, shock-absorbing construction, and better yet, they even come in orange. Get yours now at hill.ie. And you're very welcome back to the final part of the Irish Photography Podcast with Thor Photography. And Thor, you know, we ask all our guests to share a funny story with us. So I'm going to ask you, what's yours? Many. <laughs> How much time do you have? Uh, <laughs> We've got all nice. But uh, but I, w I would say it's appropriate, guys, since uh, you're an Irish photography podcaster, uh, that this story should be about Irish person. That is correct. Okay, good. <laughs> Actually, uh, a good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, and you may have know of him, uh, Peter Gordon. Uh, we've, yeah. been, oh, yeah. we've, we've been working together for years and years and years. And uh, uh, what I really like about him, he's like he's so forgetful. And mm -hmm. um, and we were once here in Iceland and we were at the ice beach and the light was breaking and everybody was getting ready. And I was at the car helping people out and he was helping people out, obviously. And then everybody ran to the beach and except for me and uh, one other participant who was having some kind of struggle with his tripod and was helping me out. But uh, Peter, who normally forgets things, he, he loses things all over the place. He, he loses everything. And so he ran down and it was a long, long run. Uh, probably he was pro probably about six, seven hundred meters down the beach. 
when okay. I said to the participants, I was helping with the trial, but just look at this, wait, wait for this. So his <laughs> camera was sitting in the, in the back of the car. And I, I honestly, I do this deliberately to him. I don't tell him <laughs> about this shit. I just let him go off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I, I, I often take his tripod, just put it on the other side of the car, make him think about it. he lost his tripod. So. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I love left that. it in the last I gotta location. do some of this stuff, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. many many good stories happens on these workshops, but um, I, I think it's appropriate to talk about my co-workers rather than my clients. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Peter, we love it. Jesus, great crack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As a regular listener to the podcast, you are aware of our VSP, so it's a very solid product. So it's the gold seal of approval. It's something that we've used, tested, and we would recommend it very, very highly. Now... This is coming from the king of gas right here, okay? Now, I think you might have a touch of gas, but I want to know, what is your VSP? Yeah, uh, I have a, um, what do you call it, a um, uh, mantra or something like that? No, what do you call it? I'm not sure what it's called. But I, I'd like to, I, I, I like to live by the uh, saying that whoever has the most stuff um, when he dies. A yeah, mantra. Yeah. yeah, sorry about my pronunciation. Yeah. Irish people are not so hard to understand, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, no. I'm actually going to come out and just... I don't know what a mantra is. <laughs> no, is that like... I'm not... Like a saying, um, you know... A way I, of I'm, life, I'm a, a thing I'm, you I'm, live by. I am Icelandic. Right. You know, no, I speak a lot better Icelandic than you speak English. No, just kidding. Very true. This is no, true. Uh, uh, yeah, he's from Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're a total different breed over here. And I tell you, it's crazy in Limerick. No, yeah, uh, I, I, I love buying new stuff like most people. And I think we're, uh, as photographers, many of us are all gearheads. And, yeah. But I, it's one, one product or one item that I, like, I, I don't leave the house without. It's my drone. Uh, have a hmm. GTI Mavic 2 Pro or something, what it's called. But, you know, Boom. it's very good. It's very good. I love flying it. And I uh, uh, have one myself. Yeah, yeah. Video. And making videos is something that I've started to look into a lot. Uh, and I really enjoy making videos as well. Again, coming back to the to challenges myself, learning new stuff. So, and I think that's that's good stuff. That's cool. I, I love the Mavic 2 Pro. I mean, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Like, like you can use it for pictures. It's fine. It, it It's not going to be, it's not a SLR up in the sky. You have to understand. Oh, that. yeah. But for video purposes, I would use it for that more than anything else. Every now and again, I'll break out and go, oh, yeah, I can take a picture on this. It's not like my old camera, you know, uh, our old drone, which is shocking bad for it. But no, no, it's, 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 it's a very good drone. I absolutely love it. And Darren just got... You got one. I didn't one actually. Well, hang on a second. Go back there a second, right? Ah. So, you, hang on. I didn't, but let's go back for one minute. So, you said that your drone before that was shocking. Tar, most people for a drone before that might have had, you know, something that they would learn with or a secondhand Phantom 1 or a secondhand Phantom 2. No. What drone did you have before you got the, the, the Mavic? An Inspire, was it? An Inspire? No, 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 no. I never no, had no, not you. Dermot did. So, you know. I had. This is yeah. why I'm saying that he's the king of gas. So he's saying that the drone he had beforehand, it was shocking images, but it was the Inspire that you had, which was shocking images, is it? 
Yeah, it's the, the video is brilliant in it, but the, the pictures they, they weren't great. Like you know, like you couldn't move off ISO one hundred. You can't even if you go to two hundred, the image just falls to pieces. It just doesn't have the resolution. Plain and simple. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, call a spade a spade. They're, they're a small, they're a small sensor, you know. But I mean, look, you say there about yeah. my drone. So I ordered the DJI Mavic Air two on mm. the day it was launched, and it took mm. fourteen days to get to me. And in the space of twenty four hours, I'd sent it back. So why <gasps> that'll tell you? Ah, oh, uh, it's, it's a malfunction. I mean, oh, I was sad. This I was, is so sad. I mean, ah, oh. I know. I, 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 I don't spend money that often. You know, um, oh. it's four hundred and thirty meters of a range is all oh. I was getting out of it, and uh, yeah, so I had to go back to them and send it back. But there's an, a replacement coming to me, so you know, uh, okay. I'll be able to get back into the air. But I agree with that choice of VSP as well, because it does open up a whole different perspective. And when you talk about in regards to the Icelandic landscape, and now you take that to the air, I mean, mm. you're getting shots there and video footage as well that you wouldn't even dream possible many, many years ago. And plus, as you say, in the Mavic Pro 2, the quality is excellent on it. Yeah, the video quality is quite good. But uh, like like Dermot said, like it doesn't come close to uh, DSLR uh, when you're shooting pictures. Mm. Uh, but uh, to begin with, I think I bought my first drone in 2015 or 14, 15, I think. It was Mavic. Uh, no, it was Phantom 3. And mm -hmm. I, I basically bought it for marketing purposes. And it yes. worked. It worked. It worked really good. Yes. And yeah. but nowadays, people are getting so used to these drone images, so they're not. They don't stand out anymore. But it's a good addition to, to time lapses and and all, other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if Very I if, if I was to go to Iceland, should I bring a drone? Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. Yes. I did not bend. No. No. That's, that's that's what I keep seeing, keep hearing is, oh, don't bother bringing your drone because you can't fly the drone here. You can't fly it there. But. Yeah, there are regulations. Uh, basically, we have these regulations all over the world because of idiots. Yes, absolutely. And, Fully agreed. And, and yeah, but uh, you, you, yes, you can't, as of now, you can't fly over most of these sites. You can't fly within the national parks, but you can fly in the highlands. And there's so many pla other places you can fly. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'll be over next week, so. So, um, Thor, thanks very much, I suppose, you know, from, um, you know, sharing the background in regards to how you started in photography and mm. sharing the different areas that you go exploring in your own backyard. Um, let me ask you a question, I suppose. What's next now? So we're coming out of this whole lockdown. You said earlier on that you're starting to get, you know, activity again coming back into the country. So do you continue back in with your workshops? Do you have you created something new from your own creative point of view? You mentioned about going into videos. What's next for Thor? Well, yeah, just business as usual. Just trying to uh, get this thing running again. Um, I, I haven't. I have a few workshops this year. I think I have three workshops left this year, and fair bit of private tours. And mm -hmm. then you know, next for me is just to keep going. I would say, and uh, I'm going to enjoy Iceland as much as I can this summer. Mm -hmm. And um, because obviously we're not traveling far, at least yes. I would love to go to Faroe still, because Icelanders are allowed to go to Faroe apparently. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I think there are only three or four nations that are allowed to come into Faroe at, at the moment. So wow, cool. Yeah, wow. Have Have you been to Ireland? I've been twice. Yes. 
No, okay, three times. where did you three go? Times. Three times. Okay, so you went to the dark the, ages. The dark ages, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where did you go? So uh, yeah, I've I've traveled up to the north, um, Giant's Causeway, and all these like. When you come to Iceland, you're gonna visit all these iconic locations the same as I did when I went to Ireland. Yes, Cl- Cliffs of Moher and Dark Ages and stuff. And then I've been just on just a vacation with my wife once, and then I went over to meet my friends in Dublin. Just get pissed drunk and have fun. Very good. Very yeah. good. Very good. So when 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 everything goes back to normal, you know, and you want to come back and visit Ireland, we'll gladly take you around and show you some of the beautiful areas along the whole West Coast. I mean, okay, it's not going to be in some ways as dramatic as what you're used to, but equally it can be more dramatic because yeah. we get, you know, the uniqueness of the Atlantic hitting us with our coastlines as well. So there's a lot of similarities, I think, in certain areas, but I've never been to Iceland, so I can't really comment. All I can do is talk about what I see Online, yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This, those two islands are quite similar, to be honest. Obviously, without the volcanic activity, I would say. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been, I, I loved traveling around in Ireland, uh, and it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I, lo- I would love to come and explore a little bit more. Good stuff. Well, yeah, when 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 you do that. come back, make sure you hit us up. We'd be yeah. happy to take you around. Likewise, likewise. So before we finish up. Let's let our listeners know where can they find out more about Thorian Johnson. Thorian Johnson. Uh, just obviously <laughs> on these social media, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously my website. <laughs> cool. That's it. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Any last questions, Darren, before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, no. Uh, other than, you know, thanks a million, Tor. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and learning more about Iceland. And it's definitely something that I want to do. So I'll take you up on that when I eventually can get out and, you know, go exploring again. Dermot went to Norway, as he mentioned earlier on, and I got really upset because I was supposed to go on that trip and I couldn't go. I cancelled it myself, stupidly, but, you know, I couldn't go in that way. So if I ever get an opportunity you know, to go to Iceland, I ain't going to be cancelling that one. So thanks a million, buddy, <laughs> for coming on. I really, really enjoyed the chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a million, buddy. And, oh, just one last thing. Do you know what David Norman said? Don't leave no man behind. I left him behind. I was gone. <laughs> Gone to Norway. Good luck. Sayonara. So on that bombshell, thanks a million for listening to the Irish Photography Podcast. If you want to further your experience, please do jump onto the Facebook page and answer one or two simple questions. And Darren will look after you over on Instagram and the two of us will look after you here on Facebook. Tar, thanks a million, buddy. And we'll talk to you in whenever. Oh, I'll see you next week, sure. All right, so guys, see you then. Thanks, (laughs) everybody. Yeah, Yeah. bye-bye. Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.